This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob, R-O-B, and of course, my co-host over here, Mr. Greg Robertson. How are you, Mr. Robertson? Hola. Hola. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, man. Video land. It's like, should we like, I, I mean, I, I, I found these like pullovers on Nordstrom and yeah. I have like four different colors now. Yeah. And this is basically my outfit Uniform. for work yeah. from home. Right. So, yeah. so I could have easily between episodes changed the color of my pullover to make it look like we're like, you know, three weeks later or something. Right. We could, or, you know, I don't or know. not. We could, yeah. Or not. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could start having costumes and stuff, but yeah. hey, man, you know, like maybe look if, if you could have uh, shaved, you could have shaved, you got to shave. If Spotify comes and offers me some sort of contract like they gave Joe Rogan, I will do whatever, <laughs> whatever. The way, but, <laughs> but until then, uh, who would just be canceled to- first? That's what that's what I would want to know. Would you be canceled first or would I be? You know what? Actually, you would be canceled first. I would absolutely be canceled yeah, yeah. first. There, there's no question. Um <laughs> But uh, so in the meantime, as opposed to like fancy costumes and colorful sweaters, we're going to have to let the the power of our conversation drive yes. the, the issue. And I think we have a good one for this one as well. Uh, and I think uh, this is all coming from the relatively recent Clarity Conference you were just yeah. at. So kick us off, Greg. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was great to see everybody. I think I talked about this before in a Scottsdale, just uh a lot of vendors there, a lot of, uh, you know, clients, friends, colleagues. I mean, you know how this industry is, right? Just yep. getting together. Um, and it seems like we're getting back to some sense of normal here, um, beginning of the year. So very, very, uh, very cool. And, you know, part of that conversation was, um, that, uh, part of the agenda was, uh, a revisit of like, you know, different people we haven't heard from. And one of them was, mm-hmm. it was Steve Barnes, the co-founder of, uh, of HomeSnap, one of the co-founders mm-hmm. of HomeSnap, he was up there to kind of um, give an update on on CoStar, right? Mm. And you know, it's interesting because I you typically don't see him speak at these things, but um, you know, obviously that's the the person they're putting in front right now. And he talked about what, and again, I'm I'm only going. I was in the audience. I, I listened to him speak, and like I'm, I could be a thousand percent wrong on what it talked about their strategy was, but it, and I think all of us have been waiting for like, what's the big, you know, what's the big thing here. Right. And right. basically what I think uh, Steve was saying was that it's very similar to what they've done with apartments.com. They're going to get, you know, maybe another celebrity probably won't be Jeff. Is it globe? Goldberg Goldblum. or Gold bloom. Right. It'll be another, t- another celebrity. Right. Um, and they're going to do a ton of marketing. Right. But it'll be different from Zillow and others where, you know, Zillow has a referral model, Realtor has a referral model, right? With their flex program on, on Zillow mm-hmm. and such, and OpCity on the other, um, where it's a your listing, your lead strategy, which I think when you say that to agents, they, I, I think it resonates with the, with the listing agents a lot, mm-hmm. right? So forget like the whole dual agency conversation for now. But you know, if you're if you're talking about making money off of a listing portal, right? So what they mm-hmm. also said was they're going to have packages where agents can enhance their listings. They didn't go much into what 
enhance your listings meant. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what my mind goes to is, you know, back in the early days of, of uh, portals on the internet, you know, when real, you know, like circa 2003 or 2004 for realtor.com where, you know, you would like pay for your listings to go higher up yeah. in the search results, or maybe you put a red banner around them or I don't know, your logo's on fire or whatever. Right. But just some sort of differentiation between your listing and others. And it just struck me like, you know, that our sellers are, you know, our seller agents really going to pay for that when mm-hmm. there's Zillow out there, there's realtor out there. And, and then I also remember being in, in, in some meetings where when the guys would come out there, maybe from realtor.com saying, well, we're not doing that anymore because Hey, it fi- we come to find out, um, consumers hate that experience. When they do a search, they just want to see what they're searching for, not all this other nonsense that you're kind of having bubbling up. And I know there's a lot of IDX websites that allow you to do that stuff, but it's really been tested and not really a great experience. And again, I'm only extrapolating what I think an enhanced right. listing is. I don't know what that means to those guys, but, um, I, you know, and I, I know you can't make money off of banner ads. Right. Right. You know, and I think that there's, something that restricts advertising around those listings anyway. Right. So it's just, it's, I'm still super curious on like how they're going to make money. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Because I think all the, you know, Zillow and, and, and realtor have all gone and saying, basically it's going to be referrals, referral Mm -hmm. money. That's, that's the way they kind of grow and everything else. And, and this without having to have a, a referral model because they've really committed that it's your listing they're leading. We're not going to be competition to you, as they put it, um, what that's going to be like. So um, I know you've written a paper on it. I've read it. Yep. Um, but, you know, there's a little bit more that they're revealing now. I mean, yeah. what say you, Mr. Han, on on how um, to make money? I think it's not super complicated in the following sense. I think it is going to be kind of what you said, these promoted listing type of ideas, right? That... You know, you're you're a seller, you're a listing agent, you want to promote a particular listing, then yeah, you're going to pay a, pa- a package price or whatever, and it'll go higher up in the search results, it'll have the red banner under whatever the hell, right? Um, I think it will be that. Um, what, well, we don't I mean, is that, I mean but as a consumer, yeah, great experience for you to go to that site? I mean, I guess it depends on whether you have the option of reordering. But I mean, if I'm gonna put, if I'm looking for a home, I'm specific, right? I want, you know, Newport Beach, four bedrooms, three bath, you know, one million to two million or whatever, and yeah. bam, my surgery, and then I get five listings, the first thing. Yeah, up, but it's they have no no relevance to what I'm looking for. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's like look, um, especially I, when I, there's I, other sites you can go to that give you that experience, they give you that kind of clean experience maybe. I mean, I think about Yelp, right? You know, you go on Yelp and obviously the first three results are always like sponsored, you know, whatever, right? Okay, Google. Now, sure. as, as as consumers, we've kind of trained ourselves to skip over all of those, right? And then we go to the well, That's not a good organic. model for... If, there, we, if That's not a good way of putting it because if it's we not. train ourselves to look over them, then don't tell that to the agent who's paying money to but, enhance No, but, here, but here's the thing, man. Like, But clearly, they keep paying for these ads, so it must be doing something. Right. It's kind of like I feel about email spam, right? Because I'm like, in this day and age, 2022, who the fuck is still like paying people to spam emails about Viagra? Yeah. I'm like, it must work, right? It must function enough 
Because these motherfuckers keep doing it. They keep sending the spam email. Well, that man boosting formula gets a lot right. of money. <laughs> you know, so it's like, even if it's one out of a million, you know, I guess if you send out enough damn emails, you're going to get somebody. So maybe yeah. in a similar way, it's like, look, even if it doesn't, you know, it's not going to have like 20% click-through rates or whatever. If it, you know, lands you one person who clicks, like, oh, look, you know, that looks like a lovely home. Maybe that's worth it. But more importantly, I think the way we've seen this work in, let's say, commercial real estate, right, is this now becomes something that as an agent you have to offer, right? In other words, you can't go walk into a listing agreement, a listing appointment and say, I, I'm platinum, uh, you know, home snap agent, right? Just like in commercial today, if you're not like whatever upgraded co-star agent, you're going to have a tough time at convincing that, that owner to list with you, Right. Because you know that the next guy coming in will be like, oh, no, I'm already whatever, cold or platinum, and you list with me, I'm going to promote your listing, you know, for the next six months or whatever. That's in a universe where only LoopNet and CoStar exist. Correct. They don't have the competition they have with Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia, all the other kind of things out there. Not to mention broker websites, Redfin, all that. That is all correct. Right. So... But for, so I think the way to think about it is the business model, I think, is relatively straightforward, right? The question is, can that business model work yeah, if there's yeah. robust competition? Yeah. And I think the answer that we're both kind of reaching to is no, it cannot, right? So what the hell is CoStar thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. And maybe unless we can get like Andy Florence to show up on our show and tell us his secret you know, uh, corporate strategy, which he will not do. Um, we don't know. Well, I think, However, you know, I think he has, if you're going to go in front of agents and say, you're listing your lead as your message yep. and you're going to paint the other guys as like, as hijacking your listings and yep. you're being your competition. He on a demo on stage to agents, he's going to win the agent every single time, right? Every time. Correct. I think. So. I mean, I. I don't think you know, anybody can argue that, right? Yeah. The problem is, the consumer has spoken, and if they're not going to put that listing on Zillow, the first, you know, the, that eight, the the consumer is the seller is going to call up and go, "Why is it on Zillow?" Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they no, no, put it on Zillow, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think if maybe he's blinded by the fact that he's had so much success touting this kind of message to agents that he think that actually the agents control, <laughs> you know, what the consumers want and it's mm-hmm. the consumer is going to want whatever they want. And right now, you know, they're, they're, they're overwhelmingly because they're, you know, you know, I guess homes.com was there in the past, but um, overwhelmingly with Zillow and realtor.com. Yes, because Zillow and realtor.com have the traffic, right? But right. consumers don't give a crap. You know, consumers will switch from MySpace to Facebook. They'll switch from Facebook to whatever the next thing is the minute that it stops being, right? I mean, right. But, but that, that goes back to what are they going to do to make that Correct. happen? And it just, I don't. Correct. They, and I think they're holding those cards close to their chest and they've got the big reveal coming, right? I think not. the answer is and so this is what I wrote in my paper. I think the answer is they're not going to do a damn thing because I think they're expecting the government to come in and smash the entire structure. Yeah. And when they do, so let's put it this way. Let's say the FTC or the DOJ or some lawsuit or some whatever, some, you know, Congress critters, right? They, they do something, right? 
and they get rid of cooperation compensation, they make real estate agents into employees, right? Like just utterly take a hammer and smash the industry. Well, that if okay. it's real estate or employees, I mean, CoStar's model goes up in smoke also, though. I don't think it does. But so I'm just saying, let's just imagine that happens. Okay. Okay. The first question is, all right, who then the entire real estate industry is in, in, you know, it's in tatters, all sorts of chaos, all sorts of confusion. <clears throat> who are the biggest players in our space at that point? With a type of balance sheet, with a type of access to capital, with a type of technology, you know, all this stuff to be able to step in and say, we can rescue you. If this were to happen today in March of 2022, I think there's only one company that could and Zillow. Right. Right. So the problem for CoStar is they can't let that happen. Right. <laughs> They can't if they're gonna if they're gonna get into space at all. And we've known, and I think it's been relatively clear. Andy Florence started his career in residential real estate actually first, and then he moved over to commercial real estate because he's a computer tech guy, to, you know. Or originally, right. he talked about it in interviews how he built like this first, like I think it was like a compared. It's, it was actually a CMA. I think it's what he actually built. Well, he was at CoreLogic, yeah. right? Is what he was. He said he yeah. coded the very first version of CoreLogic. So anyway, yeah. he's an old school computer guy who was coding like real estate data, you know, in the beginning. And he thought originally residential and they moved from commercial. So we know he's been wanting to be in residential for a long time. And he came back. And for me, when I wrote the paper, the timing I thought was really important. Because if... If this disruption were to happen today, there's no doubt that Zillow would just, you know, have to come in and save the industry. At that point, I think Zillow sort of becomes the real estate industry, right? However, as he's so very familiar, like the entire industry hates Zillow, right? So if he could be the second player, right? Because he's also 35, well, and Zillow's not a $35 billion company anymore. If CoStar were one of the two, three, four companies in this space with the type of capital, the type of technology, type of power, to say to the brokers, to MLSs, to associate to agents, don't worry, I know the government come in and wreck shop, we can, we can save you. I think he wants to be one of, those, one of those two companies. Because if it does come down to CoStar versus Zillow, so let's say a year from today, Right, co-stars hired whatever Taylor Swift, and uh, you know, the, driven a bunch of traffic to their new website. They have HomeSnap, they have Homes.com, they have all these other things. You know, they don't have to beat Zillow, right? They just have to be number two. They have to beat Realtor.com. If they could be there, and then asteroid hits, right? Disaster, and the industry's like, holy shit, what are we going to do now? And then they have a choice between we can let Zillow come and rescue us. We could let CoStar come and rescue us. I think in that situation, I think CoStar becomes the same. Yeah, I think you know a couple of things there. First of all, CoStar's market cap now is twenty-one million or billion. Twenty-one right? billion. Okay. I mean, it's it's taken a hit, right? I mean, but sure. when you when you wrote your report, I mean, I think in August uh, October of last year, yeah, you know they're at ninety-nine dollars a share. They're right. at like fifty-three right now. So they, right. it's yeah, but Zillow was at what, and then what's Zillow now? Right? No. <laughs> so, Granted, but I mean, you know, neither one of the, you know, there was, there's not such a discrepancy as, as big right. as before. Right. Um, and then second is like, you say that, but, you know, CoStar has its own um, reputational pro, you know, I, I think you could probably say within the commercial space, everybody hates CoStar. 
right? It's it's the only tool they have out there. But I don't think realist, you know, commercial brokers are out there singing the praises of CoStar. I think they sure. all think it's like a, a monopoly that's too yeah. expensive and everything else. Yeah. So it's it's almost a little bit of the devil, you know, in a way, right? So uh, I wouldn't automatically yeah. say realtors are going to go woo CoStar because they might have a they might have some in the office that is a commercial agent or done some commercial stuff themselves and see exactly yeah. what they charge and everything else. And so it's not, it's not as uh no, it's not as clear cut. However, and I think that's why CoStar talk about your listing, your lead is so important. Yeah. Right? Because they didn't, CoStar didn't come up with your listing, your lead. No. You know what I mean? Uh, who was that came up with it? Uh, was it Broker Public Pool? Was it Upstream? Yeah, BPP, it was right. one of those guys, right? That right. came out with the. Well, the it matches whatever. their kind of philosophy on the. Yeah. The, you know, they're not a, you know, coast, but it, it is smack a little bit of, we'll never become a broker. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, every, that's somebody else said that too. And look what. Dude, happened, right? but the propaganda war from Coastar has been impressive. Right. <laughs> like when they came in, I mean, they, they went hard after Zillow, right? Yeah. Because they clearly knew the industry has this issue with Zillow. That's like the big boogeyman. So they went hard after him. So yeah. all I'm saying is positioning right now. It's just they want to position themselves as the white hat. Zillow is the black hat. So when the government comes in and smashes everything, you know, people are going to look around and say, okay, who can save us? They're counting, I think, on the fact that a lot of agents will have heard, you're listing your lead, you're listing your lead, you're listing your lead. A lot of brokers will have heard, you're listing your lead. We're never going to become a broker. Right. And unlike Zillow, we didn't break our promise. Right. I think that's going to be the whole narrative. Yeah. Which means that they are much more likely to be chosen to be the savior. Right. Now, right. Specific, specifically because you're at the Clarity Conference, you and I both know a lot of MLS execs are a little worried about CoStar. Right? Yes. Because CoStar, in effect, runs the national commercial, commercial MLS. In effect. Right. So, you know, do I think they're right to be worried? I guess. Except that, again, like I said in my paper, I don't think CoStar does a damn thing to threaten the MLS. I think, if anything, they're going to be the MLS's best friend, right? Because they want to be the white hat after the murderer, the government comes in and, you know, stabs them, right? They want to be the white hat. They don't, they want the industry reaching out to them, not to Zillow. I think that's the play. Because after that, so now let's go full circle. If we could get to a point where, CoStar effectively becomes uh, the national residential MLS, or at a minimum, let's just say, has enormous influence on the national MLSs, right? And NAR is out of the picture, not because of CoStar, but because of the United States government. Then they could start doing some things, right? In other words, even though Zillow is a broker, so you can't like cut off data from them. You and I both know if you control the MLS rules, there's a lot you can do to fuck with them. Right. There's yeah, sure. a lot you can do. And, right? and you know, I would say, you know, you talk about you know, the government coming and blowing up everything. I mean, it's a big bet, right? If, if that's what you think. So, but, you know, uh, the other thing I would say is like, you got to bet big to win big. Right. So, Correct. but let, let's, let's, let's play around with this. I mean, you know, being, you know, a, a vendor, right. And talk with other vendors and like, let's, let's imagine now that this is launched and mm -hmm. my main value pro let's see if we can do Andy a flavor favor here. Sure. Let's you and I talk about like what the marketing campaign would be 
when my free main con- We're doing free consulting for a $21 billion yeah. company. So, but I, I, Should I they at least like sponsor this podcast or some <laughs> shit? Like- <laughs> well, you know, you know, let's just say this advice is exactly what you paid for. It's, you know, yeah, I know, right? Exactly what you paid for. <laughs> but like, you know, if I, 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 you know, a lot of times when I see different vendors come to the scene or talk to people. Sometimes I think, okay, how would I would how would I approach this, right? So if my main value proposition is that you're listing your lead, and you know, and 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 Zillow and the rest of these guys are all on a paper brokerage model where they're trying mm-hmm. to capture, um, you know, this listing fee, yeah. right? So now I, I I know I know I can win with the agent, right? right? Because it's a it's a you know a black and white kind of thing, and it's a good message for listing agents. Right. But how do I how do I use that message? How does that your listing your lead help me market to the consumer, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll just throw a, one idea out, and then maybe you can kind of add to this. But the first thing I would say is that you you know when you go to homes.com, which I think is going to be the portal as they as they promote going forward, you're you know if you ask when you go and and get information about that home or that when you request information, you're going to be talking to the person that knows is the most qualified to answer those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you go to realtor or you go to Zillow, you know, it's just spin the wheel and you can get, you know, whatever else. I think that, I mean, if they do that effectively, you know, and they, they, they just make, make the, uh, uh, you know, any agent answering, you know, questions on Zillow look like a, a bunch of, uh, hillbillies. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, they might have some in there. I mean, yeah. What else do you think would be another a value proposition they could kind of put out to the consumer? Oh gosh, who knows? You know, who knows what they're going to do? Um, but yeah, I think it'll be those. The, remember that guy in San Diego years ago who did the anti Zillow campaign? Yeah. Zillow, like, I get, yeah. Direct to the source or something. Yeah. Like, go to the source, something like that. I think it's gonna, that's going to be the play, right? You know, and I, I went think down to flames though. Everybody who's tried to like not put their listing on Zillow has been yeah, yeah. went down to flames. And I don't I don't think CoStar is gonna fuck with that either. I don't think they're gonna be like, Oh, you you must put your listings only on homes.com, you can't put it on Zillow. I don't think they're doing that. They're just saying, No, put it in both. Right. And then they're gonna go get Taylor Swift and then they're gonna, you know, do whatever marketing and just try and get traffic. Again, I'm I'm assuming Andy's very, very smart because he is certainly one of the smartest business people like of of his generation, period. Like to me, he's on par with fucking Jeff Bezos, who was his roommate of Princeton. You know, like he's a genius. So I'm just assuming he's way many more times smarter than I am, smarter than you are. So I'm just assuming he's already thought all of this through. Um, yeah, I think you just become. You just want to be number two. You want to be second place and wait for the asteroids to hit. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's. that's- it's a very Rob Hahn sounding strategy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey man, now. just put yourself in position when the when the shit hits the fan, you're there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then you just pick up the pieces because, you know, at that point, the MLS board of directors has to vote, all right, who are we going to vote to come in and rescue us? You know, and who who's out there? Well, it's Zillow and it's CoStar. I guess we're going with CoStar. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the that's where Andy and and CoStar want to be when that inevitably happens. In terms of consumer appeal, consumers are really fickle. And I think if you do a great marketing campaign with Taylor Swift and you know whatever, you're gonna get traffic, you're gonna get people who are curious. And then the, everything else is gonna be around products, it's gonna be around design, it's gonna be around ease of use, it's gonna be around all of those things. All these other value propositions that we get all obsessed about in mm-hmm. the industry, I don't think the consumer gives one flying fuck about. 
you know, I just don't. I think because if you just give them a beautiful site, clean, easy to navigate, you know, I'll tell you one advantage that the they Swifties will have. Take, and the Swifties take over. All the Swifties are buying houses anyway, right? Yeah, so. I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. I, I think with the one advantage that Holmes, you know, so CoStar is likely to have over Zillow. Number one, as far as I understand, and I don't have clear verification on this. So this might be something our listeners clearly know because they're the MLS execs who like negotiated the deals. I don't think they have to deal with the two pain problem, the double tab, the commingling stuff. Right. I don't think they have to deal with that, right? Because it's a different syndication home snap feed, right? Through BPP. Right. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I think they're allowed to do more with the data than Zillow is right now because Zillow decided to go under the IDX rules, right? Number three, their rental website is pretty powerful. It's pretty big, right? Do you and think they're going to they're be doing things of like, don't rent, buy, visit homes.com? It, it, clearly. Like or they're going to, yeah, they'll figure something out. Those guys are super smart. Yeah, that was my right? next thing. I think the cross-marketing right. could be powerful. I, I think it'll be stuff like that. Um, and then it'll be, you know, other things, but I don't, I don't think they're so worried about trying to beat Zillow at the consumer game. They just want to keep up. They want to become number two. I think what their concern should be is beating realtor. Right. And being that sick. seems, that seems doable to me. Right? <laughs> that really does seem doable to me. So if they could do that, asteroid hits, they take control of the MLS rules and policies. At that point, they can make life completely miserable for Zillow. You know, in, in a thought that just popped in my head, going back to a, another podcast recorded a, a bit ago and talking about how there's such consolidation of like, there's only a certain amount, the 5% of agents are actually doing all the business. That's right. Well, you know, if you're talking about just listings, I mean, this is going to be a database. All the inventory being put up there is going to be put on, put up there by a small number of agents. That's right. Right. Um, and that, but so to me, you're going to be speaking to them, but I guess that's a plus and a minus, right? Where in a model like Zillow's, their TAM is like every agent, really. Right. Right. Now they won't work with them, all of them sometimes, no. but, but, um, you know, they could sell shit to all of them where yep. the, the, the co-star models only, you're only be able to sell to listing agents. That's it. Mm, well, so well, you're listing your lead, right? No, no, I mean, so why would a go ahead? Let me tell you one one uh, additional aspect. I was kind of so. Let's just assume for however this happens, right? Asteroid hits, whatever happens, right? CoStar is now the main portal, right? Not only are they the main portal, they are in effect the national MLS. Let's just say, okay, whether it's because they are the national MLS or they have influence or they have ownership in, you know, all of the remaining MLS or however they go about it, but they have major influence. If you look at CoStar's commercial real estate business model, it's not just premium um, listings. They have this thing called premium search. And the model is it's ingenious. Basically, the way it works is you can list on, Co on LoopNet and on CoStar for free. Right? Anyone can list. You, don't, you just create a free account, you list it. The only people who can see free listings are paid searchers. The only okay. people who can see free listings are paid searchers. Right. In other words, if you go search, you have to set up a, an account, right? So again, anyone can set up an account for free. But if you want to see free listings, you have to pay. 
as the buyer. Can a consumer go on that site? Yeah. Well, they, and they but, can see they can see all the listings on the site. They can see all the listings if they pay. A consumer has to pay to see listings. Yes. No, to see the free listings. You don't pay to see the paid listings. Right. God, that's okay. weird. No, so it's a, it's ingenious. So the way it works then is obviously consumers typically don't go on LoopNet because the consumers of LoopNet are commercial people, right? So they're well, typically hiring. I mean, some- you know, to me, like I've I've been looking for, you know, some sort of like flex office space, right? Yeah. And I went yeah. to LoopNet, and it's it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, a horrible experience. Great. I mean, yeah. it's just. I mean, I find the the most of the inventory I'm looking at I get from Craigslist. Well, so here's the thing. Commercial. One of the reasons might be, did you pay to upgrade? Did you get a premium membership? I, I mean, I'm I'm not a commercial broker. I'm not a commercial Correct. agent. I'm just a person Correct. that is looking to buy. Correct. Which means that you are not seeing the listings, the free listings. Which is insane to me. Hey, man, it works why wouldn't they want to, Why wouldn't they want to like expose those listings to as many people as possible? Because they're free. Nobody's paying them to expose it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I here's mean, the thing, though. Hold on. So, I'm, so in, I'm, I'm so in the resi world that I know. I, I know. I know. All I'm saying is that this is a business way. model that works for them in commercial, right? Right. Because if you're a commercial broker, you're going to get a premium search membership so that you can tell your client, Greg, right. who's looking for a flex space, oh, I went and searched, and here's a bunch of listings that you missed. Yeah, it's, like, not, it's, like, right? it's like pre- it's like the real estate, residential real estate industry pre-internet. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the origins of CoStar and you know LoopNet and all of that, right? All I'm saying is it works for them. Could they bring that model into real estate? I could see that. Asteroids have to hit for that to happen because asteroids have the, to hit. The, the genie's already out of the bottle. We, you know, you couldn't do it in a, a sense where everything's the same right now because nobody's gonna go, wait a second, I have right. to go through you to see listings. Right. So no, asteroids will have to for that. Yeah. But in effect, though, it may end up being a moot point. Why? Because all of the agents who want to be listing, they're going to have to go to their sellers and be like, look, I'm a you know premier agent on CoStar, right? I've paid. So therefore, you should list with me. I'm going to promote your shit for free. Do you know what I'm saying? It's going to have to be that way, which means that you know, all of the listings will be viewable by everybody because well, somebody I mean, paid to you know, list it. Your whole thing is that in your paper is like, is that, is that CoStar wins? That's I your think prediction. CoStar wins. Yeah. But I mean, what you're telling me now that the only way CoStar wins is asteroids. Right. And I think asteroids are coming. I mean, I think so I made that very you're, clear. You're bet, so, I mean, you're, so really your, your predication for all that is, is the whole industry gets blown up. Well, at least the government comes in and does something stupid, which the governments always do. So, right, well, yeah. That's blowing it up, yeah. Yeah. And But I think when you look at why did CoStar enter the industry when it did, right? Because they came in 2021. What's there are up? no coincidences. I, I, there are I, no coincidences. I yeah. And as I wrote the paper, or I, I, maybe I wrote the paper, maybe not. Maybe I just talked about it. Like, where is CoStar based? It's based in Washington, D.C. Okay. I'm not saying he's involved, but I know that town and the, the business of Washington, D.C. is politics. Andy Florence is one of the wealthiest men in that town. Don't tell me he doesn't have friends. He had a, he, I mean, don't tell me he doesn't he's know. got a big building there with a big R on it, too. <laughs> I know, but none of them are billionaires. Right. So I don't, don't know. tell me he didn't know so, the timing was right to get into residential okay, real estate. But, you know, here's another thing I'll throw out there. It's sure. And I think... 
this this kind of goes back to in a previous conversation about talent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I in in our prep for this, I, I asked you if you've been keeping up on this kind of uh, big business insider story about CoStar and how. Yeah, I missed know, it. Yeah, yeah, where their their attrition rate is like you know three times the industry average. I believe like it. That, right? I believe it. And and the employees are complaining of surveillance and you know mm-hmm. I believe some, it. And a lot of it's probably you know just exaggerated, but you know there's there's a real thing there. Um, and then you have and then go going back to like this this notion of what business they're in. They're in the business of commercial real estate, right? So mm-hmm. Andy has to like it would be like you and I using you know not using an agent to sell a house. I mean, we apparently, you know, we, if we did not use an agent and not got out and like in our own kind of whatever, that would not be a good look for us. Right. So Andy, in the sense of promoting a work from home environment, isn't really the best message he can send out. Right. Because he's makes his money off of commercial real estate where, you know, and, and, and this whole work from home thing has really harmed that type of thing. So sure. Everything I'm reading is that they're they're really going to be adamant uh, about saying that if you work for CoStar, you've got to come into the office, mm. right? A office, their office, right? And as I, you know, as as a lot of things you, you see on uh, the memes and other things you say on there, they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. They are not coming back, and and this might tap into the 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 whole thing of why their attrition is is higher than the industry average is because um they're not you know nobody wants to if they, if they're going to if they're being told that you know at one point you're going to have to come back and work in an office yeah they're going to lose the talent war because there're going to be so many other companies that yeah. are going to say you can work from home yeah. and that's going to be another unintended consequence i think um I, I think we have to be very careful. Okay. So I think we have to be very careful though when thinking about things like that because I didn't read the Business Insider story, the article you talked about, but I have a pretty decent familiarity with CoStar and, you know, kind of some of the stories. Because again, I started in commercial real estate. I suspect that the attrition is among what they call the research department, meaning they have staff, they have tens of thousands of people whose job it is to make phone calls to like, building owners, you know, and commercial brokers and get data about a building. That's not a real high skill job, man. We're not talking about like UI developers. You know, we're not talking about data scientists. We're not talking about people who have options. We're talking about people who are follow all intents and purposes, call center employees. I have a feeling that the attrition might be high among them. I have a feeling this whole, like you will come to the office kind of thing. It's probably not going to apply to the genius uh, UI designer, you know, who uh, Facebook and Google are also recruiting. That's the first point I would make. The second point I would make is what cuts across that notion of like CoStar and Andy's a horrible boss and CoStar a terrible place to work for is the fact that you look at the senior management, dude, they've been with that guy forever. It's actually remarkable. You look at these major companies, right? I mean, it's publicly traded. I don't know if Coast are in the Fortune 500, but they're certainly way up there. Like some of his inside key people have been with him from the very start. Right. So there's a loyalty there. And if he's that. such a terrible person, if he's such a horrible boss, I can't imagine that. Right. So I think the point I would make there is if you look at the senior management team of Coastar and just compare it to their arch rival Zillow, right? 
And they're both very smart, really capable people. Zillow, their senior management looks nothing like what it did ten, five years ago. CoStar, same names, right? One or two changes. To me, that says something. So yeah, there might be massive attrition down below, right? Uh, I don't know that we're seeing the the real talent that really matters uh, leaving in droves. I, I haven't heard that. I haven't seen that. I would be surprised if if that happened. Again, you see the same thing in, let's say, commercial real estate firms or law firms in New York, investment banks in New York. These cutthroat, brutal, difficult, like just horrible work environments. Right. It's not that brutal and it's not that horrible if you're in the top. <laughs> right? You make right. partner at a law firm. It's hard. It ain't brutal. Attrition rates among paralegals through the roof. Right through the roof. I mean, miserable. It is what it is. That yeah. that's life in that no, those, brutal. Those are good points. Cutthroat I, world. So I'd be a little careful about that. Um, yeah. So I think Coastal wins. Now, that's premised upon the if, asteroid. It, it, Coastal wins when the asteroid hits. Correct. And yeah. and because I think the asteroid is most definitely going to hit, it's just a question. And I don't think there's that many people in our industry who disagree. That what 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 they disagree on is, will the asteroid impact kill all the dinosaurs? Or will it just force like a small change? Like, you know, Sam DeBoard and others have been like, look, all that's going to happen is they're going to allow buyers to, you know, uh, 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 put the mortgage, right? I mean, uh, to put the commission into the mortgage, capitalize the commission, right? All right, maybe, you know, maybe that doesn't, nothing really changes or maybe not. And everything changes and things are blown up and who the hell knows. So that's the piece where I think we'll have to wait and see. But I do see the asteroid hitting. And I think when that does, CoStar wants to be the white hat. That's the key. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people are missing. Um, yeah, but I think if you ask your normal, your everyday commercial broker and say that CoStar wants to be the right, the white sure. hat, they sure. would laugh their ass they off. They would laugh. No, they think CoStar is the <laughs> evil empire. But here's the other thing. And this is a point I've been making to some of my presentations. So I might as well do it here. Like, what the hell? Um, if you are a large broker in residential real estate, let's say top 10 broker, right? Then you want CoStar to win. Okay. And that sounds weird. That sounds contradictory. But if you look at commercial real estate, it's completely dominated by three national firms, CBRE, Cushman & Wakefield, and Jones Lang LaSalle, completely dominated. If I'm Realogy, if I'm Home Services, if I'm Compass, if I'm EXP, I don't know that that's a bad thing okay. because the way it'll play out is let's say CoStar comes in, let's say they're, all their plans work and now it costs an agent $5,000 a year okay, to get one of these premier packages. Unless you're with Realogy, in which case Realogy, because they have so much buying power, they can go to CoStar and say, listen, we want the $5,000 package at $2,000. Who that crushes are the small independents. Right. And if you are Realogy, your true competition is not Compass. Your true competition is not Zillow, and it's not CoStar. Your true competition are the thousands upon thousands of mom-and-pop brokerages. Right. And if this new sort of commercial real estate world allows you to crush them, they have a vested interest in making that happen. This is the piece that nobody wants to really wrestle with or grapple with. And it's not like anyone's going to go and ask, you know, Ryan Schneider, like, so, hey, how do you feel about crushing? You know, like, you know, we know right. that. 
But I'm just saying, if you are, that's my read on this. If you are a large brokerage, you have buying power. If you're a small brokerage, you're screwed, right? And commercial brokers are complaining about CoStar. Sure, they all complain, but let's face it, we're not hearing those complaints from CBRE, Cushman, Wakefield, and Jones Lang LaSalle, right? Yeah, well, they might, they might be getting special discounts or something like of you said. Of course I mean, they are. Yeah. Of course they are, man. I know for a fact that they are, right? And that allows them what? That allows them to have leverage in recruiting. That allows them to have leverage in pricing, right? Because today, so think about this. Today, let's say your compass <clears throat> and your top agent doing whatever, 500 transactions a year says, yeah, you know what? Pay me where I'm out, right? Or you piss me off, so I'm out. What can you do if you're compass? Bupkis, you lose them. You know what I mean? That's it. Right. They're gone. Under this world, if they go, well, you know, you pissed me off, I'm out. It's like, cool. You know, now your cost of operation is going to go up by $2 million a year. Because right. you can't take advantage of the discounts that we are able to negotiate with CoStar, with whoever, because of our size. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the way you're looking at it and your CoStar, it's like, okay, if this asteroid hits, we got it, right? Yeah. But there's the other side of that, too. If it doesn't, I think it's it's a massive failure. In uh, let me ask you this. So let's think that through. Do you think CoStar with HomeSnap, Homes, your listing, your lead can beat Realtor.com? I don't think so because I don't think that there's enough revenue there for them to beat the, 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 the business model that Realtor and Zillow have. What, what, what do you mean? How much? What? what I don't, think, I don't see, think there's there's as much money in selling as as doing referrals fees as there is in enhancing listings. I'm, I'm just talking about traffic. Can they beat Realtor.com in traffic? Can they beat Realtor.com in traffic? If they spend $150, 200000000 million a year in marketing, I think they, they can. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, even, but if you don't have a way of monetizing that traffic, yeah, and that's going to generate you, you know, more money. Oh, that comes more. later. That comes later. I'm just saying, right. if you're number two, I right. think I think they could be number two. I don't think they well, could be traffic solo. wise. But I mean, again, it's 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 all. I don't look at it as as two separate things: traffic versus the the business the business model. I'm just not. And again, I could be completely wrong. They they purposely may have not revealed these other kind of revenue streams they're right. going to come up with. But right. but enhancing listings, I just don't see that. You know. Sure, being that's as fine. big as even near the business of of a referral fine. based concept. Fine. So let let's say let's say CoStar then was going to lose a billion dollars a year, okay, it's because of their play right. in residential real estate. How many years can they stay in business? Well, I mean, you know, Zillow 20. famously, yeah, Zillow is <laughs> famously, I think, in their entire existence, only had three profitable quarters. Well, right, yeah, so. there's, and then Zillow just lost seven hundred million. But the, you know, my point is, they have enough cash; they don't really need to worry about business models. It's just wait for the asteroids. Just wait, and in the meantime, get become number two. Right, right. So that's one of the things. Like they're not. I don't think Andy believes that he's going to beat Zillow in the next three years in terms of traffic. I do think he thinks he can beat Realtor.com. Right. But that's what. Are, what what's Realtor at? Like fifty mil? I don't know. It's well, it's, but we know, I think it's under 100 million monthly uniques. I think he thinks we could beat that. And all they have yeah. to do is be number two. But I mean, he does. I mean, that's traffic wise, right? If he sure. continue, he could be number two traffic wise and still lose millions and millions every quarter. 
Sure. And how long, you know, how long they're going to put up with that? Who knows, right? Who knows? I mean, but if the prize is as big as this. So I, I think <clears throat> the issue is this. The asteroid is going to hit. Right. Turns out that the asteroid impact was not so huge that he can't completely come in and swoop in and be the white knight and rescue the industry and take over the MLS and all of that, right? Turns out he's just the number two portal. Right. All right. He turns around, turns on whatever referral model, right? And then just competes with Zillow on pricing. Oh, Zillow's charging 40%. We'll charge you 20. Right. Well, that would be right. a whole different... I mean, that's... For him to go off that you're listing your lead would be a whole... That's another asteroid hitting. Sure. Or maybe yeah. he says, Let's, you're, you're listing your lead. Here's the price. You know, or... Oh, wh who, know, who the hell knows? My point is simply, if he doesn't have to... If the asteroid hits and things are otherwise, as long as CoStar's number two, they have a very viable business. If they're a distant third, if they're a has-been, nobody actually goes there, like no consumer traffic goes to homes.com, then yeah, then it's a giant waste of money. You swung, you missed right off the investment. But I mean, if I'm Andy, I think I have enough. He has a track record, right? I think it's reasonable to think, look, I'm not looking to beat Zillow. I'm just looking to beat Redfin and I'm looking to beat Realtor.com. Yeah. I think, you know, it is one of the, there's several things going on in the industry right now. Um, as you know, with the DOJ, with the mm -hmm. different lawsuits, I would put this co-star thing up there on the top just for me, because it's just so fascinating to see. We haven't seen another portal come in right, and try to, to try to do things. We're all so used to the way it's been for a while now. Right. And I'm so looking forward to see what they do and how they execute. <laughs> and the, I, I'm know, looking forward the to seeing the parties. Because man, oh no, the, the parties are yeah are the sick. The first right? party was yeah. out of control. Yeah, right? they really raised the bar on the the party game. You know, yeah, like Lone Wolf at this point is gonna have a tough time keeping up with uh with the <laughs> with the parties. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I don't think Lone Wolf is, is as far as when I've been here, they haven't really been done doing a lot of parties. So. <laughs> I can't like. There's a part of me I'm not going because I'm you know who gives a crap. But uh, I kind of want to see what the dueling parties at Inman are going to be, you know, between Zillow right. and CoStar. You know, like dude, their their intro was. A, I mean, they made a splash. Oh yeah, totally. The booth, so, the Tesla, yeah. the yeah, Keith Urban, the concert. Yeah. I mean, it's sick. Yeah. yeah, buying buying basically downtown you know the gaslight district of yeah of, uh, yeah just yeah. crazy so we'll we'll see what ends up happening and the fact is like the fact that they're affiliated with broker bpp i think really helps them with some of the larger brokers it helps them you know kind of with within the industry right um they can apply pressure and be immune from pressure that zillow simply can't and is not immune <clears throat> and that that's how i see things are they going to win? I don't, you know, look, I think they are, but who knows? You know, things could change between now and, and then. I mean, for all we know, like Russia, it's, Ukraine, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, oil prices might be 500 a barrel and none of this matters. You know, who the hell knows? Yeah. We're, but, we're not going to stay home because of the pandemic. We're going to stay home because the price of gasoline is $8 correct. per gallon, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. But, you know, on the current sort of foreseeable future absent black swans absent things like that you know and we'll see and i think one of the things that i wrote about this the fact that zillow withdrew from ibuyer the way they did suddenly makes them look vulnerable 
Oh, for sure, for sure. Because before that, and again, I don't know if you picked up on the clarity, right? You know, like, was there any sort of that sentiment? Like, oh, you know, it turns out Zillow is really not that powerful. It turns out Zillow is really not that amazing. You know, I, I think that's one of the biggest concerns that they ought to have. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing about Zillow because, you know, they're a broker, right? So the, the way they, because they changed into a broker, yeah. You know, and now it's, you know, it's NAR ethical, you know, you can't really, I mean, it's just, they're now a participant in the MLS. It's just a weird, it's hard. It's like a mind fuck. Like I always say, it's like hard to describe yeah. what they are. Yeah. Right. So it's a little bit confusing to compare. There's nothing to compare them to in a sense, even realtor. Right. Because uh, of, they didn't really go whole, whole into the iBuyer yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard to kind of put them put them in any any sort of category right now. Yeah. But but honestly, they're both vulnerable. I mean, CoStar yeah. stock has taken a beating, right? Sure, and, but not like not like Zillow's. You know. Well, I mean, you know, again, not you know, fifty percent since since uh, October. I mean, not comparing to anybody, but just say that. Sure. Damn, dude. Yeah. Sure. But you know, I, again, there's still a twenty-one billion dollar company. You know, um, and the other the other thing is that Wall Street. There are segments of Wall Street that have utter and complete faith in Andy Florence because he's been nothing but a winner. Do you know what I mean? He's given them no reason to doubt his judgment, no reason to doubt his strategy. I think he has a pretty long rope. Right? It sounds like Rich Barton pre uh, iBuyer. Yeah, that's but that's exactly what I'm saying. It's pre iBuyer, right? Right now, now I don't know. I I don't know how much. If Wall Street has the same view as they, you know, today as they did six months ago, right? And that's gonna that's gonna play a role in this. Yeah. You know, um, what's it's kind of interesting about all this conversation is this: as you're talking about Zillow's broker, etc., and then we'll we'll leave off with speculation. Right? Okay. okay, Zillow's a broker now; they're a participant. The MLS is, all, you know, they don't know what to make of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right, Z their stock price has been hammered down, right? What happens if Warren Buffett buys them. Berkshire Hathaway. So Home yeah. Service America buys and owns Zillow. All the other brokers could be like, rawr, we're not sending. Like, yeah, but they're, they're a participant. Exactly the same way as Zillow is, right? What difference does it make? You know what I mean? Like, No, no, it's, it's because it's interesting. It's You're very smart in like picking out home services because you know, everybody else has been, uh, Kel Williams have got this plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. All these other, but Berkshire Hathaway really has been in the the shadows a little bit, not really saying much too much about right. things. But they're right? number two. Yeah. So, I and mean, they have, you know, Daddy Warbucks money. I mean, they got, you know, know you, might got putting, Berkshire you might be putting, you might be putting some ideas in people's heads right now, Rob. Dude, there's no way they haven't at least considered this. Like, those right. dudes are smart. What are they, I mean, because Zillow's down to what? They got to be. 12 billion market cap. Let's right? see. So. Zillow market cap. As of right now, Zillow's market cap is 12.24 billion. Yeah. I think Warren could do that. Like, in, I think he put that on his Amex. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. so yeah. Uh, what happens if that happens? Like, are, are, so the other brokers bitch about it, and then what? They're still no, a broker. I like They're it. still portal. I, like I mean, that's a that's a zig and you know that's a zag and when everybody's zig and move, right? Which always <laughs> the best ones. 
please, for the sake of industry relations, Mr. Buffett, will you please go have home services acquire Zillow? Because we need stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a crazy time right now. I mean, as I said, there's a lot of things to I think look forward to this year. Yeah. I mean, um, I think you know, I think so far the analysts have whiffed it though. The analysts have said that 2022 was not going to be, it was going to be similar to 2021, but not as crazy. Mm -hmm. and holy shit. It's fucking nuts. It's, it's crazier. It's crazier. Yeah. Real quick story to, to wrap up my, yeah. uh, my sister, she lives South of Seattle, Auburn, right? Uh, Pierce County, not King County. Mm -hmm. Listed her house for 699. Right. Got the agent, did a single agent website, a drone, you know, the whole mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. house looked beautiful. Um, agent, very smart, you know, put it on. We're only have an open house from 12 to 2 on Saturday. We'll be taking offers until Monday at 2 p.m. And then we're going to make a decision Monday at 5 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. That's scarcity, right, of everything. I looked on Zillow. Um, assessment was 707. Redfin was 689. Yeah. But then once it got on, once it listed, it went to 754. Sure. Right? It's because it, it, it adjusted that quick. Um, sold for 834. Whew. Wow. Congrats. I mean, that's not. There's no CMA that's going to predict that shit. There's going to be no algorithm <laughs> that predicts that shit. I mean, it's just, no. and, and those stories are, I mean, yeah. you know, they had crazy stories last year. The craziness right now is just, it's off. It's another level. It's, it just of course can't, it is. can't sustain. Of course can't it is sustain. because we're not, we don't have a seller's market, man. <laughs> we don't have a seller's market. We don't have a housing bubble. We have what, dollar what, devaluation. <laughs> yeah. Th there's more. That's, Something more than than anything from six ninety nine to eight thirty four. Shit, yeah, crazy. And that's only explainable by dollar devaluation. Okay. So I don't know. Like I just recorded something with a, a, a Taylor Mar from Redfin uh, on my musings stream. Um, we'll see. I mean, we, we're gonna have to talk about this at some point this year, I think, and really delve into into that. So. In any event, I think we talked this one out. It's cool to, you know, have conversations about uh, parties and industry events that I missed. So I'll just have to live vicariously through well, you. Well, you're going you're gonna to be, I mean, uh, what events, what's the next event you're coming to? I, I don't know. I mean, that I'm going to, I'm going to. Who knows what this uh, podcast is going to run too, so. I know. Uh, I'm going to NARPM in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's the uh, property management conference. But like, you know, as we're recording this, leading Ari is here in town, in Vegas. Right. So I'm going to get to see some people. Um but, you know, I don't know, man. Zoom conference. I mean, speaking of which, next week, I think I'm doing the uh, the consumer webinar thing. Where oh, I'm cool. going to interview uh, buyers, you know, actual millennial buyers during the pandemic. It was your experience. Because there was that story that like 80% of them re regretted buying a home. So I want to like oh, find out crazy. more. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's going to be fun. Hopefully you'll be on that. You bought a ticket, right? I will buy it's a, a free ticket. ticket. It's free. And this stuff is, it's a free event because I'm doing it for the sake of the industry, like wanting to, you know, like, aren't you curious? Like what these people went through? Like, no, I mean, you, 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 I, 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 didn't you did this in the past before where you would interview? Yeah. 
with yeah, your direct. Those are great. Yeah, but that was live. Great. I'm saying this one with Zoom, let's just do it over Zoom because yeah. then I could do it for free. The live events I had to charge for because space yeah. rentals and such. No, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. And maybe uh, maybe we'll include some links to it in the show notes, like make me a sponsor, you know, for a bit or something. Oh, yeah. sure. I'll, yeah. And I got to put it on my blog too, man. Yeah, put it on Vent Rally. Yeah. Woo. Woo. All right, dude. All right, dude. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Keep it up. <laughs> we got to have a better sign. The, lo- the lobby bar <laughs> calls us. Don't go hard on the first night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care.